Hi guys, you might notice that there is no intro for this episode. That is because I accidentally deleted everything important off of my laptop and there's no way to recover any of it. So all of my podcast templates, my intro, my outro, my music, my episodes, those are all gone, including any work that I have been doing toward my upcoming course, Heal Your Mind, is also gone. It's just been an interesting past week or so just some stress in my personal life, like in my family life, um, this thing with my laptop, just kind of weird. But I'm in Florida and anytime that I'm going through any type of anxiety or stress or struggles, I end up, of course, coming closer to God and deepening my study in the Bible or listening to uh, different testimonies. And two nights ago, I Well, my last podcast episode, right, episode 33, was about the Four Awakenings, and I was reading this post by a man named Stephen (laughs) Bancars. Oh, my eyes tear up. So I didn't know who this was, and then I found out that he had an Instagram. So I started following him, and he had quite a big following. I was kind of surprised, and it turns out that he was a former New Ager come to Jesus. So I started stalking his profile, And I actually stumbled upon a video that I had seen in 2020 when I was still very much new age. Um, I saw the video through Caitlin Pasternak. She was also a new age leader, teacher. I looked up to her. I wanted to be just like her. Um, I thought she was awesome. And I remember in early 2020, she was starting to go through this transition from new age to Christ. And I didn't understand any of it. But she had shared this video, and because I looked up to her, I was like, okay, this is weird, but I'm willing to at least look at what she's sharing, and maybe I'll understand, like, what she's going through. So I remembered watching this video of this guy who was super new agey, and he was very successful, made a lot of money doing it. He had a big house, drove a sports car, all this stuff, and I was like, yes, like, this is what I want to do. And then he was saying like, yeah, my life was incredible on the outside. And he was just saying like inside, he was not a good person. He was empty. He was unfulfilled. He was selfish. He was narcissistic. All of these things while meditating, while doing mindfulness, you know, while practicing all these new age practices that are supposed to make you a better person. And he was saying like, I was not. So this guy, yeah, came to Christ, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was going through Stephen Bancar's profile and found that video and I realized that that was him. (laughs) And I had freaking seen this video a year ago and, you know, didn't resonate with it at all. And now a year later, here I am watching it, realizing that I've been sharing his stuff, not even knowing this was him. And now I'm in the same exact boat where I have left new age completely to follow Christ. It was just a big kind of like revelation for me, synchronicity, if you will. But so I started going through his YouTube channel and he actually has an interview with Doreen Virtue, who, if you don't know Doreen Virtue, um, she was a very, very, very prominent New Age teacher. Anytime I would see repeating numbers, I would Google, you know, angel number 777 and it would be Doreen Virtue angel numbers that would come up. And that was like my reference. A lot of people in New Age use her as a reference. She was like a teacher, leader, author for over 20 years. Uh, She had like 50 different products. She did like cards, angel cards, books, blogs, articles, courses. You know, she did everything. 
I remember I used to um, get these like energy healing sessions with one of my friends and we had a conversation one time about how crappy it was that Doreen Virtue sold out and went to Christianity and we'd be like oh yeah like I can't believe such a prominent person would sell out like that like how dumb <laughs> so um, I was going through Stephen Bancar's YouTube channel and he actually had an interview with her about her transition from New Age to Christ and just her testimony so I haven't finished the whole thing yet but after watching for about 28 minutes <laughs> about 28 minutes like so specific <laughs> it was I was 28 minutes in and there were so many good points that she was bringing up that I was like I I have to speak on all this so I restarted the video and started taking notes and I have about four pages of notes if you know me, you know that usually when I do these podcasts, I don't go off of anything. I just kind of blab until I feel like the message that I've needed to get across has gotten across. But today I have notes. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. More about Stephen Bancars. Come to find out, this man was a co-creator of spirit science. Tearing up again. I used to live for spirit science. It was like the most new agey YouTube channel talked about like chakras, crystals, all this like multi-dimensional metaphysical stuff, very new agey. He was a co-creator and when he came to Christ, he left it. Just left it completely. And like if I had known when I was watching Spirit Science that one of the creators of this very channel actually left it behind for something else, I don't think I would have gone so deeply into it and I think I would have second guessed and been like, "Okay, well, you know, what does he know that I don't? Why did he transition away from this? But I didn't know that, so I just kept going down this new age rabbit hole. So yeah, Stephen Bancars, Doreen Virtue, both born-again Christians. Um, she spent 58 years in the new age. She was grown up in new thought churches, which is basically, she just categorizes it as new age. Some people don't really understand what new age means, so new age is like this combination people in new age are gonna have crystals uh they're mediums or psychics it's all about you know positivity and controlling your thoughts you use tarot cards or angel cards incense channeling guardian angels looking for hidden wisdom using affirmations learning about chakras like all of that kind of stuff is all categorized under new age so she starts telling about her testimony, and I'm just going to go through these different points that I wrote down because they need to be talked about, especially because I feel like there's a lot of resistance that people have toward Christianity. People tend to think that Christians are just like narrow-minded and judgmental and yeah, just like don't really know what they're talking about, don't get it. I don't know. It's like Christians are just triggering to people, and it's because people have the wrong interpretation of what Christianity even is. So she breaks down a lot of these things from her own personal experience, and I just want to share that with you guys. So something that first started her off in the New Age was that her grandma came to her in a dream and told her to study Pythagoras, the triangle guy. And so she woke up and was like, okay, hey, that's kind of weird, but I'm going to listen to my grandma because I love her and I trust her. So she started studying Pythagoras, which brought her to numbers, numerology, um, tarot cards, she said that as soon as this happened and she agreed to start studying Pythagoras, her career took off. It blasted off, which she wasn't really profitable before. Like, she wasn't well-known. 
And then as soon as she started doing this, her career just blew up. For my thoughts on this was that this sounds really familiar um, and similar to what happens in Hollywood and in the music industry when, you know, they say that they sell their souls to the devil for fame um, or to be number one, you know, it was something kind of similar to that. And so Doreen Virtue, looking back on this experience, is now saying, I don't think that that was my grandma in a dream. I think that that was a demon appearing as my grandma to lead me down this path. And once, you know, I had agreed, yes, I will study Pythagoras. It was like, okay, well, I'm going to take care of you then. And soon enough, her career blew up and took off. So Doreen Virtue describes herself as a seeker and a researcher. She was always curious, uh, but she was not, I mean, up until this point when her career took off, she wasn't ambitious. She just, you know, she said that she has no filter and that everything she learned, she would relay to others. And this reminds me so much of myself because that's what I do. I'm always curious. I have been seeking for like six years. And anytime I learned something new, I would share it with you guys and, you know, anyone that would listen because I just thought it was so awesome and interesting and it helped me learn to explain it to others, which also kind of scares me about myself because, you know, I've shared a lot of things, even writing my book. I don't want to lead people astray, even though I do think that like my book, it's like artifacts and even a stronger testimony of Christ that I could be so one way and then totally make a 180 turn. But yeah, so that part really reminds me of myself. So she goes on talking about her life experience and she says that she had experiences that she perceived as divine intervention from God. And one of these experiences she took as a conviction to teach others about their guardian angels because she had heard this voice and felt that she needed to teach others um, so she started doing readings for people about, you know, their guardian angels, what their angels are telling them. And she was really good at it, she said. She said they were very accurate. So that kind of blew up too. And she even, you know, while doing this, would pray to God. But the thing is, she said that she didn't have any ability for discernment. So she was praying to God, but, you know, who knows who she was really praying to. She thought it was very innocent back then, you know teaching people to tap into these guardian angels that were guiding them, but now she's very much repenting for it. So she said that while she was growing up and doing this whole thing, she felt multiple times this deep conviction to read the whole Bible, but she just didn't do it. For whatever reason, she doesn't know, but she says it was a huge mistake and she is like begging others to not make that same mistake because the Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E, Bible. Um, she also said that even though she taught about your angels and guardian angels, you know, she's very sensitive. Uh, she doesn't like scary movies. She doesn't like conflict. So she was saying that one of her worst mistakes was that she didn't research fallen angels because, you know, like she said, she didn't like scary movies. She was afraid of monsters. She saw fallen angels as monsters so she just kind of blocked that all off never wanted to research it never went down that rabbit hole and now she regrets that and she apologizes to people for that so soon after this she wrote a book that she actually channeled it they said automatic writing which is like basically you are under the influence of something else like something takes over you and basically writes through your body i used to want to do this so badly and now i'm like 
thank the Lord that I never was able to. Uh, so she channeled a book called Angel Therapy. And, and, and Stephen Bancars was asking her, like, well, what is your take on this now? If you were being taken over by something else, like, clearly, like, you don't think that was really an angel, right? And she was saying, no, like, this is not biblical. Like, either you're following God or you're following the devil. There's, there's no other option. Like, this was not of God. So, like, she was pretty much being possessed by a demon who was writing this book on angel therapy to lead people down the wrong path, away from God. And Stephen chimes in right here and talks about how every time there's an angel in the Bible, they worship Jesus. And he was saying, if you meet an angel that doesn't point to him or to the cross or to the resurrection, it's not an angel. And she was saying, yeah, but I, I didn't have that discernment because I never read the Bible. So I just trusted that these were angels who were leading me and I was so lucky. And she said that she started doing research at one point and found that only 5% of Christians have actually read the whole Bible. And in the secular world, it's even less. So there's all these people who are just trusting any book to tell them the truth, but they have no spiritual discernment because they've never actually read the Bible. So time goes on and, you know, even in New Age, she had respect for Jesus. There's all of these distorted versions of Jesus floating around where, you know, he's an ascended master, he was a spiritual guru, um, he studied under a shaman, he ascended to Christ consciousness like we're supposed to. You know, there's all these different versions of Jesus that exist. And so she knew those fake versions of him, but she still deeply respected him. So she wanted to write a deck of Jesus cards. And so for this deck of cards, she wanted to get some scripture to back it up. She said that she went through scripture and she read Mark chapter eight, verse 38, this verse was saying that if anyone is ashamed of Christ, then he's going to be ashamed of you. And she said that that kind of shook her. She grew up, oh, this one is so good. She grew up thinking that God and Jesus were love. Love meaning anything goes, meaning everyone goes to heaven. You don't judge anybody. But she started because of that one verse, reading more of the Bible and was coming across these boundaries or these restrictions that Jesus was having in his gospel and she thought what I've had this all wrong I was thinking he's love and you don't judge anyone we're all good we're, we're all going to heaven and she was saying that that's not what Jesus said at all from this kind of woke her up and she was like shoot I need to start going to church again because she's a seeker so she started going to church but at the same time you know she was walking in both worlds she would go to church and then come home and do her tarot cards and write more channeled writings. And she said, you can't serve two masters. You know, even though she meant it when she was going to church, she was still dabbling in both things. And she was saying, you cannot keep sinning and come to the Lord at the same time. It just doesn't work like that. She was saying that people would try to be subtle with her, like in hopes that they would see how how happy they were with Christ and she would just come to it on her own. But she was saying that doesn't work with blinded eyes. You know, her eyes were spiritually blinded by the devil. She was just, just really adamant that if you have friends or family in the new age, you need to speak up and say something to them. And she was saying that one of her issues was Christians would reach out to her, but they would speak up in, in anger. And she said they would just throw Bible verses at her without any context. You know, she, she didn't have a Christian background at all. This was a whole new, like, foreign language, if you will, for her. 
she didn't have any context to understand what these people were saying and the scriptures didn't make sense to her. She needed someone, she said, to just sit her down and say, can I tell you the gospel of Jesus Christ? But nobody did. And she was saying like, I don't blame anyone for that, but it really would have been nice. So if you're somebody who has friends or family in the new age or they're dabbling with crystals or incense or manifestation or any of these uh, new agey type things, you just need to sit them down and explain to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, she said that people need to be courageous enough to tell the truth. And that's true. She, she continued on to say that when people would say Jesus died for your sins, it made no sense. And it was like trying to explain auto mechanics to her. And she just had Christians yelling at her that she wasn't a real Christian. But for her, she was learning a whole new foreign culture at this point. You know, she had no background, no context. And she just wanted people to tell her what she was doing wrong. But it's like, you know, when you make a 180 like that, it's kind of like peeling the layers of an onion. Like you just have to learn and, and repent and change your ways slowly as you start to learn more. And she still has products out there uh, with her publisher, Hay House. I mean, she was with them for over 20 years. Who knows how many products she actually had, but she can't just, you know, like cut ties with them and take all of her products off the shelf, even though she desperately wishes that she could. Like, it grieves her to know that she still has stuff out there misleading people. And I mean, that was me. I didn't know that she had converted to Christianity until my energy healer told me about it. But I was still looking at her um, angel numbers and all these different things. And she was, you know, if I had known that she had converted to Christ, I don't think that I would have been using her as a resource. Like, if you don't even believe in your own stuff, I'm not going to listen to it, you know? But so she said that she would have Christians, like, throwing these scriptures at her. And one of them was, like, don't you know that even Satan appears as an angel of light? But in her background, they didn't even believe in the devil. So, I mean, she studied this book, and this is a good point too. She, she was a student of this book called A Course in Miracles. I've had so many people, people that I know, people online, either read that book or recommend that book to me or say that it like changed their life. And it, I think it's a book about like God and you know, that whole thing. I think it talks about Jesus, probably one of those distorted uh, versions of him. But people will read this and think that it's super reliable and an amazing book. But this book, according to Doreen Virtue, says that the only devil is your ego. That's not biblical. So with her background and from studying this book, to her, the one like cardinal sin, like the worst thing you could possibly do was to be negative. Like that was it. Negativity, worst thing you could do. So to her, it seemed like thinking of the devil was being negative so she just didn't even do it didn't even just just brushed it aside there was no room to think about the devil because that was bad right um and and steven chimes in right here saying yeah like you can't confuse negativity with falsehood like yeah jesus has some negative things some things that might come off as negative like some people will go to hell you know but the truth doesn't care about your feelings. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with being positive or negative. It's just the truth. And he was he was quoting scripture about how Gentiles have a spiritual blindness put on them by the devil where, you know, you don't know you're blind. You're blinded. You don't know that you're blind. 
And uh, the Gentiles will think of the cross as foolishness. But yeah, so she, she had started going to church because just like her whole entire life, she was seeking. And, uh, you know, when she finally started reading the Bible, understanding the true gospel, going to church, she says, I didn't have to seek anymore. I was no longer a seeker. And she was saying that it was just the best feeling. Like she finally found what she was looking for. And it was so restful and peaceful. And that, that was the point where I stopped the video. I thought it must have been minute 28. And I was just like, wow, that is me. Because same thing, for the last six years, I have been seeking, reading every book, searching, like researching things. And I always just wanted this like hidden knowledge or something that tied everything together, like made everything make sense. And nothing ever did until I found Christ in the Bible. And now it's like, I'm not researching for the first time in years, like six years. The first time I'm not doing research and seeking, just like always trying to fill this void and understand and make sense of what life is and what's going on around me. This is the first time ever that I've just been able to chill and rest. And, and Steven pops in and is like, yeah, isn't it the best when you can walk through a library or a bookstore and you're not pulled around into every section and looking at every book. Like all you know is that you need to go to the Bible section and that's it. And it's so true. Like a lot of my journey started in the bookstore and I would be in the quantum physics section and then I would be in meditation and like alternative religion sections. And I, I don't even freaking know, but I was going into everything and I was just searching for truth in all these books. And it took so much of my time and energy truly you know i missed out on a lot of experiences i think because i was searching so heavily but now that's not a part of me anymore i don't need to seek i don't need to research because you know i've found the thing that ties everything together and that fills that void inside of me so they go on to talking about sin and she was saying that you know in new age sin isn't a thing it's not even talked about it's not a term that's even used and so if somebody were to tell her, you're a sinner, basically what she took that as was, you're a bad person. And it just like didn't make sense. But she was saying like, you know, the devil makes people hate themselves and he wants people to be seeking in a way that's leading them away from God. And she was saying, you know, this whole thing, like it's not, life isn't about affirmations or glorifying yourself. It's about glorifying God. And that's what fills the void. You know, it's not learning self-love that's going to help you. It's about learning God-love. But I think a lot of people don't understand what sin is or what it means or how sin is a thing that keeps us separate from God and, you know, from our source. And in New Age, they won't even talk about it. It's just about, like, you know, don't be negative. <laughs> but to sin is just, like, you recognize that you're an imperfect human being and that you mess up daily and that you need help to to repent which just means turn your ways like sin just means to miss the mark like you're just you're just you're not perfect that's it you're a sinner everyone's a sinner so what do you do you repent you pray you ask for forgiveness daily and she was just saying like i would love to be able to talk to every new ager and tell them what you're seeking is not there it's not there you're not going to find it unless you look into the bible and start reading it and start praying to god 
and make sure that it's actually God that you're praying to. You know, once she transitioned from New Age to Christ, she started going back on her own stuff and her publisher was getting complaints. There were people who were asking for their money back from courses they had bought from her because she was, she was teaching people divination and how to, you know, talk to their angels and speak to other beings. And then she came out with an article on, or a blog post on divination and she put Deuteronomy 18 in there, which said, uh, divination is an abomination to the Lord. And then people were like, excuse me? And she just totally flipped on everything she had ever put out and people were pissed about it. So that's when she had to part ways with her publisher. You know, she's been trying to get all of her products off the shelf, trying to take her name off of things, trying to switch anything that was still in the process of being published and put out. Like one of them, she said, was a calendar, like a devotional to your angels or something. And she changed the content of it just to be Bible verses about angels instead of channeled material from angels. You know, like quite a difference there but she just wishes that she could get all of her products back and burn everything but she can't because you know it's through her publisher their business they need to make money and you know she was just saying like it grieves her to know that she is still deceiving people she just wishes she could take back everything she did so yeah she used to live in this big beautiful ranch in hawaii with like animal rescues and after cutting ties she couldn't afford anything anymore so same thing as steven he had this nice house and the sports car and then he came to Christ and realized he couldn't write his New Age articles anymore. So that ended up cutting 97% of his profits and he couldn't afford to live there. He had to sell his house, he had to sell his car, moved back in with his parents. And then Doreen Virtue, again, she sold her ranch and now she's just living in a little house with her parents. Um, she actually takes care of them. but. You know, like it's a full lifestyle change. These people are really so transformed inside that they are giving up their entire lives, their livelihood, their lifestyle, everything to proclaim the name of Jesus. So she was explaining how in New Age, there is no talk of hell. Um, and it took a while for her to grasp that it's actually real. And she said that her first, the first thing that made her kind of be able to get a grasp on it was that she would watch dozens and dozens of near-death experiences on YouTube and these people who would explain how they either either went to hell or experienced heaven or at least like the waiting room or the lobby in front of the gates you know I think I think that the Bible says nobody can go to heaven and come back to to talk about it um, but she was saying that all these people would say the exact same things all these different people different times different areas different backgrounds and beliefs they all said the same thing and she said that her brother even flatlined once and must have gone to what was like the lobby or the waiting room because he came back you know he chose to keep living and so he did return but he said that it was just so much light and so much love so now she accepts that there is a heaven and a hell and another common misconception she says that new agers have is that you know there's many paths to god and if you're a good person, then you'll go to heaven. And she was saying, Shh, I don't believe that anymore because we all sin. And it's not whether you sin, but it's what you do with it that counts and that matters. And she was saying, so I, you know, you have to repent daily. 
You have to ask for forgiveness and to learn so that you don't repeat those sins. And that's why you need Jesus, because he took on sin. He took on death and he defeated it all for us because the standard is perfection and we cannot be perfect. Jesus was perfect. He shed blood. The life is in the blood. He took on our sins so that we can go to heaven. And she was saying, praise God that I was saved because I was headed straight for hell. And uh, yeah, I was too. So was Stephen. So was every New Ager who doesn't have the correct concept of Christianity in the Bible and Christ. And she was just saying that we live in a state of perpetual sin and you can't go to heaven without Jesus because God's standard is perfection. He's holy, but we are imperfect. And, and God doesn't want to save just Christians. And they were explaining how hell was made for the fallen angels, not for people. But who you follow is who you end up with. So if you're a New Ager and you're channeling these writings and you're listening to your grandma from your dream or, you know, channeling angels and it's really these fallen angels or these demons, you know, who you follow is who you go with. Either you're following God or you're not. Like, it's a very serious matter to, to have the discernment and notice, who am I following? Where might I end up? She was saying that she thought that Christians were narrow-minded and judgmental and boring, and now she just sees it as a complete miracle that she is where she is and that she was saved and that she has accepted Christ as her savior. Um, and she talks about how in the song, Amazing Grace, when she was in New Age, they would either sing that song or like listen to it, but they would cut out or change the words to the part that says to save a wretch like me, because in New Age, it was negative, you know, and you're affirming to yourself that I'm a wretch and that's horrible, so you shouldn't do that. So they would change the words of the song Amazing Grace, but now as a born again Christian, she's like, yes, I was a wretch, like this amazing grace that saved me. And she's just been humbled, she said, like never before. This whole experience has made her heart softer and more teachable. She's a nicer person now. She isn't doing this to make money. She's not asking for donations. She used to just hire people to answer uh, emails and questions people sent into her, and now she does it personally. Like she was saying, this has genuinely made her a better person. You know, her follow counts have dwindled since she switched over. But she's saying, you know, it's not about who follows me, it's about who follows Jesus. And she just reaffirms, like, New Age Jesus is not the biblical Jesus. You need to actually read his words to understand who he is and what he stood for. And she asks you to start with John because she says there's so much depth, it will satisfy that New Age hunger, that seeking inside of you and that unfulfillment. And she also says to watch A Case for Christ and I think it was evidence for Exodus or patterns of evidence for Exodus. And she was just saying that like there's irrefutable evidence, like it's all true. So I'm an hour into the video. These are my notes so far. Just some amazing points that I think bring a lot of clarity and clarification for people who are confused, who may be going through New Age, who are maybe transitioning to Christ or maybe are brand new baby Christians just like me and don't really totally understand things yet. So this is part one. I'll probably do a part two and I'm just really excited to keep going down this path and, you know, sharing these amazing things that I'm learning and just proclaim the, proclaim the name of Jesus. So I will 
see you guys next time maybe i will have a podcast intro by then who knows i honestly i just am recalibrating i still don't totally know what i'm doing i i am trying i just am like praying that i'm on the right path um that god's will be done in my life because i don't know if what i'm doing is what i'm meant to be doing getting everything deleted off my laptop was just like a big I don't even know, a wake-up call. Like, I'm, I'm praying, like, is this a sign that I'm not doing the right thing? Or is this just one of those life happens things? I don't know. But yeah, so I will keep you guys updated. And thank you for listening. And I will see you guys next time for part two.